Salutations and welcome back to Joygasm, a video game and movie podcast. I'm Russ. He, of course, is Steve. And we both would like to wish each and every one of you fellow Americans a happy 4th of July in episode 278 today, July 1st. 2022 we're going to be catching up with each other before going right into our topic of the day which is the cuphead delicious last course dlc and before we go even further than that make sure you uh what do we want to do grill some hot dogs on that subscribe button <laughs> eh, maybe yeah. cheers the notification yeah. bell that way none of you miss a single solitary episode of joygasm that drops once a week every week steve it is uh once again fan tizzle to uh see you fan tizzle to the mizzle good sir mm-hmm. to the yizzle indeed russ are you gonna be setting off some fireworks russ Making the dogs bark, making the car alarms go off. Well, Steve, if you recall, we were actually in cahoots <laughs> with each other <laughs> to uh, go go out and uh, purchase said fireworks together. Can't get any loud ones though. Loud ones. Well, I know well, we can't get loud ones because it'll freak my daughter out. I know. That's what I'm saying. Is I like the flashy ones more than the loud ones. Yeah. There was one. I, I had, I don't know if it came in a box, mm-hmm. but there was one, it was like, it was a fountain and then you had fizzed all out, but then it had like four of these little flowers in it and the flowers are the one that you just light and you toss them on the ground and they oh, yeah. spin around and they yes. like, there's four different colors and they last like 10 seconds. Classic. Anyway, that's how they kind of sound. They, they do. Anyway. There was like four of them. So there was a shower and like four of them at the end would go like in unison. They came out. Right. I've never been able to find that one again. That one had was like little mini so versions, like cool. little mini me versions. Yeah. yeah. What, what are those things called though? I don't know. It's been a long time since I've, I've looked at that, but yeah, those, those are some of the classic tried and trues. And in fact, I remember actually, uh, doing the whole thing where you, where you light it while you're still holding it and then you throw it straight up in the air and then it starts to spin while it's in the air. Sometimes they hovers. would hover That's like right. a helicopter. Remember we learned that from the neighbors when we were kids. We're like, hey, watch this. We're like, what are you going to do? And then they like <laughs> light it. <laughs> okay, here we go. It's like, throw it on the ground. Like, ah, watch this. Yeah. And they toss like in the air. I'm like, dude, they're going to set a tree on fire or something. Like, no, 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 no. Watch. I'm like, <laughs> and sure enough, it starts spinning and it just hovers. Like, that is so cool. It is. It Leave is it up very, the, very fun. Lead up to the big kids to show the little kids. And that was What's back in what? the 80s, too. Yeah, a while ago. Man, <laughs> you had uh, Man. 80s hairstyles aplenty and uh, yeah. throwing caution to the wind. <laughs> That's back in the day when, yes, if you yeah. were under 13 years of age, you, too could sit in the front seat of a car. Yeah, it's when you drinking water from a, well, I was going to say a fire hose, but we didn't really have fire, fire hose. hose. I mean, it was more like, <gasps> just the, <laughs> I mean, it was just really the hose. Like, okay, turn it on. Yeah. Sink. <laughs> Instead of a hose, it's like a fire hydrant. You're like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm thirsty. You're sitting there like, like a dog trying to chomp at the water. <laughs> oh, I got some. Yeah, uh, those were the days. Indeed. But no, we need yeah. to actually uh, put our plans into concrete. Mm. As it were, we need to figure out like what day we're going to be going out and purchasing fireworks. Well, it's got to be uh, probably not going to be tomorrow, Russ. I'm on vacation as of this recording, so it's really up to when you're available, Steve. <sighs> it's either going to be Sunday or Monday. Sunday or Monday. Monday. But I'm thinking Monday because Monday is like the day of days. And day so days. after Monday, all the fireworks stands are going to be closed. So they want to they want to sell you something at that time. It's like buying a car at the last day of the month. With like, oh, man, I got to make numbers. We, we got to make this <laughs> thing happen. What are we going to what are we going to do? I'm like, yeah, what can we do? What are you going to take off? Um, well, but no, but Monday is going to be July 
3rd, right? Oh, it's going to be July 4th. Because today's, we only have today's the 1st. Today's the 1st, Friday, Second, Saturday, third, Sunday, Monday. It, okay, so it is, it's going to be the day of. They're not going to cut us any deals. They're going to be cutting us deals. Now, if it was July 5th, you'd probably. No, they're deals. all going to be closed. They're like, yeah, what do you want? Now we're closed. We're just, Nuts. I think that used to be a fireworks stand. <laughs> I can't tell anymore. It's just a big box, a yeah. big wooden box on the side of the road. <laughs> what can it be? I don't know. I'm curious. I, uh, I remember I went there once. I went to one. I wanted to buy the little poppets, the one that you throw on the ground. You know, they, they pop oh, yeah. little white packets. Yeah. I was like, hey, you got more of those? Those are fun. <laughs> like, we're closing shop. Hey, you got any of those fireworks that look like little sperms? They go pop. <laughs> It looked like zygotes. <laughs> you got any more of them? Try to find a little pack of those. <laughs> they're like, yeah, we're going to be gone for a year. Yeah, they're quite the cat's meow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get any of those close to... Never mind. Anyway, Ooh. I'm going to stop. Pop! Uh, Indeed. Yeah. Well, well, we'll have to figure out when to go. If you want to go Monday, we can go Monday, but that's, you know... Cutting it a little on the close mm. side. I don't necessarily want to run out, especially because I'm going to have company. That, bring them. Well, and I, I was thinking about that too. I think that um, it would be fun to bring them along in the event that they too would like to purchase some fireworks. You know, And who's coming, Russ? Mm-hmm. Who are you going to tell the audience? Other oh. than Nick, a.k.a. Big Baby Moose and his family yeah. are going to be... At Mikasa. And not only that, but there uh, is a chance that he might be on the show oh, next week. So we'll have to see how it goes. Nice. We'll have to see how it goes. How it meanders. Indeed, Steve. Indeed. Yep. Uh, where are you in Elden Ring, Steve? Well, Russ, uh, that would be spoiling it more for you. Ah, uh, try I, to keep it general. I have progressed <laughs> from where I was before. Excellent! <laughs> I do not feel as though uh, I know anymore. I am in a different area now. Oh. Uh, but you Does have, it have rocks? Well, everywhere it has. Does it have rocks. grass? <laughs> <laughs> it looks very dreary. Yeah. Uh, that's how you know you get course. That's that's probably towards the end of the game. The last guy is like, where's the worst place to live? Where is it always stormy and hot, poisonous gases, sharp rocks? That's where I'm setting up camp. That's well, it sounds thing. like you're describing Caleb. Well, I'm describing everywhere. I'm just saying, like, you know, it seems like these games, they were the last guy is. It's always like just a... Seems uncomfortable. God-awful place. Yeah. Like, like, how, why, like, why would you choose that spot? I would choose the... Most comfy, beautiful. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, you want you want this? You gotta come and see me. It would otherwise, be. otherwise, you're like, oh, you want to come and see me? You gotta traverse this mountain. You gotta breathe a lot of toxic air. You gotta cut yourself <laughs> everywhere. I cut myself every time I have to go down and hunt something to eat. You know, <laughs> like what? I run out of band aids. To be frank, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna come up here. Can you bring some with you? Yeah. Just in case I kill you, I'll just take the band-aids. Appreciate that. Um, anyway, so I have progressed. I'm out, out of the area that I was before. I'm in another area. Matter of fact, I was the one twitching the other night, Russ. You were. Did you even watch? Yeah, I did, actually. So you know exactly right. I watched you. Well, I don't actually, I don't know exactly where you are. Um, I was watching, and then I realized how you were... <sighs> Farther along than I was, Steve. Yeah. Farther along than I was, and so I decided to avert my eyeballs because I didn't, I mean, yeah, it's getting to the point where you are so far beyond where I'm at in the game that, like, I just, I can't, I, yeah. Okay. I just, Not, enough said, Russ. Yeah. Enough said. But you know what I did do, Russ? No, what did you do, Steve? I watched a movie. I watched Doctor Strange on Disney Plus. Oh, now you've seen that one before, right? No, no, the new one, the oh. the new one that kid just came out, the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, that is out. It's been released. I don't know when it was released, but um, 
we were having dinner and thought, well, we'll just watch something. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm kind of glad I didn't watch it in the theater. You know, it's, uh, I really didn't care for it as much as I really, really wanted to. Mm-hmm. And um, disappointed, Russ. I will I will say that um, Benedict uh, Cumberbatch, Cum, Cum, Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch, that's right. It's Mr. Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumber. Great acting. I mean, great. Just, just oh yeah, awesome no, acting. Terrific. Just, yeah. The, the story and pretty much everybody else. I just I I didn't really did not care for it whatsoever. And that was the consensus that I got when I was looking at the various reviews online. Yeah. It's like it was kind of split down the middle. You had people who either thought it was really good or you had people who just were disappointed, underwhelmed, you know. I didn't read any of the reviews. I just walked into it just straight. I was, I just, I don't know. Um, disappointing, discouraging. I mean, if that's what they're putting out. I mean, I it would be one thing if, like, if, if it was like straight to Disney Plus. Like, okay, this was not a big blockbuster. Here you go. And I would have thought, okay, Wow, that that was released on Disney Plus. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but that but this is what they have to, to push Marvel. I just I, I, I it's not like I hated it. No, I it was but it it's like a C plus or something. Maybe a C minus. It's not. Did they actually go into the whole multiverse thing, or was it like a tease where like they alluded to it, but you didn't actually like go full on multiverse mode? It was multiverse mode. Okay. That's for so sure. at least they delivered yeah. some of that then. Yeah. At least they delivered yeah, some of that this here and there. <laughs> but uh, I just wouldn't rush out and see it. I just Ooh. didn't really care for it. So, but I mean, I I really do hope that, um, I mean, Thor is right around the corner. I hope that one's going to be a lot better. Um, I really enjoy the Thor series. Uh, that's coming out soon. It's coming out real soon, Rush. Was it next week? I think it's next July week. July eighth. Uh, yeah, I think July eighth or ninth or yeah, something like, like next that. Friday. Yeah, <laughs> or wherever you're at. Oh, Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Get some tickets for that. Day. Yes. So, oh, and then lastly, what I did, Russ. Oh, what well, else did you there, Steve? Time. I played a little more of the um, Microsoft's Flight Simulator, Russ. Loaded that puppy up. And where did you fly to this time, Steve? Where did I fly last time? Let me ask you that. I think I just flew around in our neighborhood, right? I think that's what I said, what I told you. Well, you know, it was kind of funny because we both ended up doing the same thing. Like, like yeah, we ended up being curious as to, like, you know, how accurate it was. And so we, uh-huh. we did the whole obligatory, like, let's find out where we are kind of thing. That's and, right. And it was fun. I remember landing my plane in the local airport. And not knowing how to stop it. It landed, but it kept moving. Oh, <laughs> uh, you just get out now. Uh, <laughs> so you see this little character. <laughs> yeah. Oh, somebody stop it. I'm out. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I took off from our local airport over here. Uh-huh. Made a Yui. <laughs> made my Cessna. Okay, turning. And I flew down to the neighborhood. Ah. Saw the house, mm-hmm. saw our neighbor's house, a little cul-de-sac, little area. So they've updated it. I don't know if they've, up- I mean, I'm sure they have, but um, I, what, what's really interesting is that like one of our neighbors has a pool and okay. So you think, okay, they have a pool. They probably just made a texture of a pool, like, you know, generic pool texture X or something like that. But no, like it had the exact same shape. Their pool is kind of like, you know, a little bit shifty or it's not just like an oval. It's not like a square. It's it's different. It had the exact same shape as their pool. So I thought, well, that's interesting. I'll just keep flying, Russ. And so I kept flying and I thought, okay, I'm going to fly from the (laughs) Petaluma Airport. Oh, yes. And then I took off from the San Francisco Airport, of course, and I was flying my Cessna through the buildings. Okay, okay, (laughs) okay. (laughs) And I'm telling you, like, it is pretty detailed. I mean, I saw 
the, the house we grew up in and it looks great. And I saw, I mean, I saw friends' houses and then um, <laughs> I saw a naked guy sunbathing. <laughs> and, and then I thought, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to fly in Miami, like, like South beach. I want to see South beach. And they even have like the, the, the tents like lined up. Like if you look on South beach, you can rent like these tents and stuff that, that you just, you want to get baked by the sun. Uh-huh. They have all that lined up on the beach. And I thought, man, look at all that stuff. Anyway, make a long story short, flew to the Philippines, Russ. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and and um, we were not? trying to find we were trying to find uh, the farm that my my wife's parents own, and we flew into a storm, and it was crazy. It was nuts, and then we fly out, and it's gorgeous, and then we ended up like not like finding it. I actually ended up crashing. But what was it really happens. cool, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> so, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> we don't think that species has been discovered yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm I crashed. There hanging from a parachute in the tree branches. You want to speak English? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Uh, <laughs> You're sitting there like. <laughs> I don't want to Oh, man. Water. Agua, thirsty. <laughs> There's a coconut right in front of your face. You're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and anyway, so I, I crashed in someone's yard. I'm like, is that it? Bam. And so, <laughs> anyway, but what was really cool is that like, even like the, the majority of the game, 99.99999% of the game, like you're flying in the air. You can't see any like the close up like textures or anything. Indeed. But when you land or when you crash into something, I mean, you could see the window panes. You could see like the grain in the wood. You could see like individual like corn husks like in the ground. Like they have all this stuff that you can see if you're really close. Not that you would ever be, but just in case you crashed, you would admire the culture the culture the the architecture the way of life it's craziness yes anyway i oh. thought that was kind of remarkable no that that is a game that i it's it's the kind of game where you have to be in the mood for but if you are in the mood for it then you just pop it in and you just go flying somewhere i mean i remember uh flying around cairo i was in egypt and just really appreciating like you said like all the detail that's in there flying by the sphinx flying by the pyramids and that was just, to me, it was an educational experience because I was enjoying just, you know, being like this little fantasy pilot, but at the same time, also learning about the, the geography of, of, a, of an area that I have never been to before. And so that's all well and good. Yeah. So I have been playing more of the TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Oh. I've been trying to make my way through as Casey Jones. <clears throat> Casey Jones. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm slowly leveling him up. And uh, just, again, it's, just, it's a fun game. I will say, though, it is, it definitely supports the adage, the more the merrier. Right. You know, we're like, if you have more and more players who are playing with you, it's just pure fun, <clears throat> chaos, whatever. Did you get those texts I sent you with uh, the old arcade playthrough? I was sending you, I like someone like videoed the whole thing of them like playing oh, yeah. straight through and it was just all the arcade. I'm like, I, after we were talking about it, like I got it on the brain. I had yeah. to look it up on YouTube. I did. I, I watched actually quite a bit of it and it it's a good example of how Konami really was able to bring all of these different elements together into something that was cohesive and successful. And I I was looking into it further and apparently like they they ended up making tens of thousands of that particular arcade cabinet like the the 1980s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game that Konami made um also um is the the like highest selling or best selling uh, game that they have ever made in the arcade like like when it comes to that they made more money off that than any wow. other game since then uh, so, I mean, it, it kind of goes to show how like everybody wanted to, to, to play that, that arcade game. <clears throat> I have, uh, fond memories of that arcade. I get a little verklempt just thinking yeah, about it. Yeah. All the quarters. All the tokens. Mm, tokens going in there. Yeah. Man. 
Indeed. I've also been playing more Elden Ring myself, which oh, is yeah. no surprise. Mm. Yeah. And I recently uh, went into the Lake of Rot, which I know you have already been to. And, uh, Nasty. It was interesting. I think, it again, I am constantly surprised at the scope, the sheer scale <clears throat> of this game. Like, I keep thinking, okay... Surely I've seen most of what all there is to see. I know there are other places like like the capital and stuff I haven't been to yet, but I keep stumbling upon more and more of these areas. And in particular, the underground areas keep getting bigger and bigger. Like I keep thinking, okay, I've seen all there is to see. And then all of a sudden there's like another huge swath of it that gets revealed and whatnot. And yeah. it's literally like a double decker almost of the world map where like you have the above ground and then you have the underground, which I mean, I don't know how they were able to cram all this stuff into one game. Steve. Imagination. That's all I can say, Russ. Pure determination is what I say. There's a person with Man. a vision and that vision is unrelenting. They, they got the guy who was writing the story for Game of Thrones to write the story on this. Yeah, And apparently that's a huge deal. I still don't know what's going on in the story, Russ. <laughs> I'm just being real. I have no idea. All I know... Ah, excuse me. Is that you are dealing with bad guys and something bad happened in the course of time. And now you're trying to become powerful and get rid of all the bad stuff. The gentleman's name you were referring to is George R.R. R. Martin, Steve. Sure, Russ. And a person who actually has put a lot of these pieces together is Nick. Like he's, one of his strengths is reading. Well, yes, he's, he's an avid reader, <laughs> yeah. but you know, he's someone who has always been into the fantasy genre. He's always been into like those types of, of uh, sure. novels and stories yeah. and stuff. But furthermore, he's, he's really able to like pick up on things that honestly, even myself, like I find rather abstract or obtuse or just not enough information. He actually is able to really start to put the stuff together. So we were having a conversation recently uh, where he was in fact, like he, he was being careful to not spoil certain types of narrative elements, but it was very obvious that like if I wanted to just kind of get a better idea of what the heck is going on story-wise, he definitely has all that stuff all set up. So, I mean, I I, I definitely think it's, it's it'll be a fun conversation to have. Nice. Indeed. But yeah, I was uh, making my way through the Lake of Rot. <clears throat> And came across that boss that you actually talked about not too long ago, where it was like the super creepy uh, skull thing with the pinchers and yep. the body made out of looks like a bunch of marbles and yep. uh, had like some nasty scorpion-ish looking tail thing. Yeah, reach all the way across the screen. Indeed. Ah, that hurt. <laughs> it scratched that itch I was yeah. just not able to reach. Yeah, and then you reached around and scratched it again. Give me a rash. Exactly. Snap your way to victory. It must be the topic of the day. <laughs> Cuphead, last delicious course. Am I like totally butchering, butchering this? Cuphead, the, I was right. The, the Cuphead, the delicious last course DLC. Why do I even bother to doubt myself, Steve? <laughs> I should have just kept going forward. We should just keep snapping throughout the whole thing, Russ. What'd you think of the game? It's pretty good. I'm changing out my... Hey. This is my, my other ability. Already kind of developing a callus. Oops. Was that me or you? That was me. <laughs> nice. 
These spectacles weren't what they used to be. Yeah, bug. <laughs> Death perception is off. <laughs> Anywho, this has been uh, a release that I think both of us have been looking forward to. Indeed. Very surprised about the announcement of this one. They had announced it a little while back where um, there wasn't a whole lot of fanfare with it, but there was an announcement that people were like, oh, cool, there there will be more of it. And then they just kind of went under the radar again, and then they popped up again once the game uh, DLC was, was sure. ready. So, yeah. so sure. but no, that actually, um, the original Cuphead game is in fact... I, I would say one of our favorite it is. Xbox games that we've played. And since that time, it has made its way onto other platforms. It's now available, uh, I know, on, on uh, the PS4, PS5. I think it may even be available on the Switch, but don't quote me on that. I'll have to double check that. But the point is, is that it was first available for a while on like PC and Xbox. Sure. And then it has made its way onto <clears throat> other platforms for other gamers to enjoy. Not. So for us, we ended up being early adopters to the game and we just really enjoyed it. It was such a unique type of game where it had a little bit of adventure elements to it with the sure. world map, you know, the top-down map, making your way around. The game clearly takes its its uh, inspiration from kind of the early cartoons of like the, the 1920s, the 1930s. Kind of yeah. yeah. You know, it has that kind of transatlantic kind of uh, era that you're talking about <laughs> you there. What's your guys. willies, boys? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Um, and not only that, but it also incorporated a very old school hardcore challenge to it. You know, That's something right. that like we were commenting on back when we were playing it that we really hadn't seen since like the 8-bit or 16-bit days. Platform jumping, Russ. I don't like that. But I, it's good in this one. It's like very limited platform jumping. Yes. Um, and so you're jumping platforms, you're dropping down, whatever, whatnot. But they designed it in, the, in, a, in a way that, you know, is manageable. I yeah. Guess. You know, it's not like a bunch of, well, the other game had, the regular game had like floating platforms. Like, oh, this one's going back That's and true. forth. Like jump on this or like, no. This one more like has shelves. And that's actually worth noting too, Legends. because the first game, there was kind of like the, like this uh, mix where mm. like some levels you go to, it actually did have like a full on level that that's you right. had to like try and survive your way through. Right. But then there were other parts that you'd get to where it was literally just a boss fight. Like you would just go there and there was the boss and you had to go through like the different phases or stages of the boss. Typically there's like, I think on average there's like three different phases that the boss goes through. <clears throat> and what's interesting is that with this um, DLC, uh, we haven't beaten the DLC. We haven't seen all that it has to offer. So we're limited in terms of like the different stuff we've seen. But so far, right. it's only been strictly the bosses, the boss fights. And, you know, when I say that, it's like we've only seen like two two areas, right? Yeah. Mm. We are kind of... Well, our goal was to really beat this boss and it took like <laughs> three, three hours. hours. <laughs> yeah. And um, still haven't beat him. We beat, you beat. Yeah. We beat. Yes. But it ended up being you. With the uh, most amount of There life. is no I in team, Steve. <sighs> Actually, if you're coloring the letters, mm. you can color the center part of the A. And then this are, are the lower and the center part of the A, and that actually makes an I. So, then indirectly, there is an I in team. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so we were really that got sucked up most of the time. I was just really trying to beat just the, the boss we were yes. on, and we just selected somewhere to go. It wasn't even like the first area, really, might, might have been. Might not have been. Well, we, we took a guess as to, like, where, like, things began, but sure. Um, but, yeah, it was interesting how we... Well, first of all, we weren't even sure how to get to the DLC portion. There's been kind of, like, this trending thing with games I noticed. I think I kind of started noticing it first with Forza, where, like, you had to kind of go to the correct destination that exists within the world map of the original game. And then once you got there, and it's like, oh, we're going to transport you now to this other area. And that was kind of like the case with us where we had to kind of back away from what basically was like the last area of the original game and then go, oh, 
that character's new. Right. Let's go talk to him. Right. And so that's the way we backed up. We got to uh, Miss Chalice, right? She's yes. uh, the female, you know, third character you're yep. able to choose. Yep. And uh, so she's got a double jump. She's got a couple of very minor extra abilities. Uh-huh. But very useful as uh, I kind of flip back and forth with her and the uh, the regular guy, the blue cup. The blue cup, cup yeah. yeah. I, for, he, I think he has a name. He I does just, have a name. I don't remember what it is. But do I. you, so, and, and you were the one who really tested Chalice out. And then one of the things I did notice was she seemed to have a different way of, so in the game, like, like if you like jump and then you, like you time your second part of the jump, whatever, onto like a pink or an object that is colored <laughs> pink, yeah. you can then like do like a ricochet or, or get points or whatever. She didn't really do that though. It was almost like she was, she did like kind of a, like a pushing and she like, like a, a lunge yeah. or like a, like a dash. But it still counted like if you timed it right. right, if you saw like a pink object, it was it would work in the same way. Correct. Which is weird because the game design from the original with the red and the blue characters, they both had, you know, it was designed around this idea that like you, they both had to like jump at just the right time and then you'd hear that and then yeah. like they'd be able to, to keep going. So I'm curious to see like, okay, how is this going to work for both character types in the DLC. Yeah, but I was able to save you a couple times because like when, you know, you would get hit three times and then you would die yes. or I would die, but in this case, you died and your little cup spirit would be floating <laughs> up. I was able to double jump pretty quick and then even double jump beyond the screen and then get you back in yeah. with a point uh, versus the regular guy, you're just able to jump and then snap him. Yeah. Really good though. What was really fun for, I think, the both of mm. us was how we haven't played the original game now in some time. Sure. I, I don't even remember what year the, the original, it came out like two no, years a ago? Couple of, a couple of years for sure. We, well, that, think of it this way. We still had the long table. They didn't even have this table. It's true. It was a while ago. It was a while ago. Um, and so as a result, we were a bit rusty with the DLC because we're sitting there trying to figure out, okay, <laughs> what button does what again? And, and it, again, <laughs> it was a fun reminder or romp through where like, you know, we were dying left and right really easily at first, but it was okay because we were just like, okay, we're clearly trying to like dust away the cobwebs and sure, you know, we were obviously rusty at, at the game itself. And so that was something that um, it was this like, I don't know, like, like this fun, rewarding experience where we were able to kind of go back through and rediscover why we really love this game so much. And then, I mean, w within like 10 minutes or so, it's like, oh yeah, where this stuff's coming back. And, you know, we were also going through some of the menu systems and, and remembering, because the game actually saved all of our settings from the original. Right. And so we're like, oh, that's right. Yeah, there's there's different types of, um, you know, guns, basically, or weapon types. Plus, you have, like, these passive effects and stuff that you can do. And what's nice about the DLC is that they are, are also introducing new weapons and new passive abilities on top of the ones that already exist. That is very true. Um, and they were very generous with the little coins they give you. Yes. To go buy some stuff. Because, I mean, you know, you had, you, in their first game, well, the original game. Yeah. The, original. the, the game. <laughs> Hence, expansion. <laughs> uh, you bought certain weapon types, and I bought certain weapon types. Some of them were kind of, were kind of overlap. Yeah. But um, but anyway, it's, it's cool that they had some new ones. And they have a design, you know, it's, everything's supposed to look like candy or perfume or whatever you want to call it. Mostly candy, I guess. Or consumables. Yeah, so and, and that's what's also really fun about the game too is that you walk into the shop and in um, the, all of the items that you see, it's not like you walk into like a gun store. Yeah. And hey, you, you we buy got your some? shotguns here yeah. and your AK forty six. You know, it's nothing like that. It's what's more up, like cuphead. Really, what it is is that it, it's like an Acme factory. You know, that is very true. You walk in and 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 you see all these things. You you have no idea like how they perform. Right. All you have is like a little verbal description, a little textual description of like, oh, this is what it kind of sort of does. But you have to commit to buying it and then finding out, you know, how does this work with my play style and which types of, of stages I can actually use this effectively in because it seems like 
depending on, on which stage you're in, you're going to have to constantly kind of change up, which was just like the first game, right? Like, and that's honestly what part of the, the, the search and discovery process of the game. It makes things interesting. If I were to just use the same weapon for every sure. single stage, it's like, yeah. oh, well, I, why would I have any kind of incentive whatsoever to purchase any of the other weapons? That's right, Bruce. So, that is very true. Um, and the music. So there was a time when, I don't forget, you went away for something uh, and I got a glass of water or whatever. And I was waiting for you to come back. Uh-huh. And so I'm sitting there on the game over screen, basically, or they're like, where it says, okay, retry. Yeah. And the music just kept on playing and playing and playing. And it's like this original score, kind of like what they had. I mean, maybe it's the same music. It's been, a, like I said, it's been a while since we played the original game. It might be the same music, but I enjoy the music. Oh, honestly. yeah. I mean, it's even if it's not original, I've always enjoyed like that kind of jazz swing music kind of big sure. band kind of stuff i've yeah. always liked it and so ragtag um, or not it's a uh, ragtime yeah ragtime yeah sure sure <laughs> it really depends yeah. on the stage but yeah i mean it's all of the above right um and even with the game over screen i'm like i'm gonna let it play yeah like i enjoy it but anyway there, there's no other game that's that's like cuphead no um i think i said it to you last night i was like I love the game and I hate the game, but I can't get away. Like I, you know, it was like one in the morning and I had to go to work the next day. You didn't have to go to work the next day, but I was still like, mm, just one more try. We're going to get him. Just one more try. And that's the hook. I know. That's, I mean, the first game, now, now you got me saying it. The uh, the the original game itself also um, was very successful in having that hook where like the game would infuriate us. I mean, I, and I was reminded of that as as we were playing the DLC, where like we would get so mad because we're competitive players. The game gets really intense, and and it's the whole thing where like they're intentionally making the screen so busy and cluttered. It's very difficult to be able to manage your character survival through this just onslaught of visuals really but then once you do start to kind of gain more of a function of how each stage is set up there's this almost like this weird harmony that takes place yeah despite the cacophony of everything that's going on it's like okay no i know i do this i do that whatever and then suddenly like you're you're able to manage it and stuff and i, and I think that that is part of the the secret sauce of the game is like they intentionally do that with the idea that like as you learn like how the patterns work and that sort of thing suddenly there's like this weird like i said there's like this weird harmony that takes place and um and then even like with with the boss that we did defeat we had the exact same reaction when we beat <laughs> the boss which is it's one of jubilee really <laughs> right. i mean like every like doesn't matter who it is within cuphead but like every time that we defeat one of those bosses I mean, we, sh we, we shout out. We're, I mean, we're like, like, it's like this huge celebration. It, and the neighborhood. It's like this exhale of, uh, yeah, really. It's, it's, it's like this exhale of celebration that you've been like, it's been pinned up inside you for so long because you've been dying over and over and over. And, and really, it kind of surprises you because there's no health bar on the bosses. So you have no idea when this match is over. And all of a sudden it says knockout, and you're like, oh, you know, people are like jumping up off the couch, and you're yelling, and I mean, you're doing the fist pumping and the high fiving and stuff, and good gaming. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Nice. Ah, sorry, I spanked it too hard that <laughs> I watched it jiggle. <laughs> so, but it's nice to see that that they clearly are continuing to run with that because I, again, that that is so part of the Cuphead experience as far as I'm concerned. I still think, it, I have an idea with the two-player versus the one-player Russ. Because as we are getting ready for the show, I played it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was doing all right solo. Because mm -hmm. there's not as much on screen. That's true. There's not as much on screen. And I wonder if one of two things happen. Either A, you just have two people jumping across the screen, yeah. so it's like more distracting. Like, okay, is that an enemy? And you're like, okay, no, don't shoot me. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm your friend. Like, oh, okay, sorry. 
And or they they say because it's two player that there's just gonna be more enemies. Like there's twice the amount of enemies maybe. And so that Possibly. makes it harder because you, you of course have double the firepower and maybe more health towards with the boss as well. Yeah, I, I off the top of my head, Clearly, when you have the second player on there bouncing around, like you're saying, like jumping around and dodging <laughs> everything else, that is another visual element that you're having to just, you know, figure out what the heck is going on on the screen. And then if you also factor in the the type of bullets that the second player um, or the first player, who would, basically whatever it is, um, that adds another layer of visual clutter that's going on. So like when you remove that and it's just one player. Suddenly, like, I think the screen opens up to a certain extent, but I also think that there is a possibility that perhaps they don't have as many. But I mean, I, I got to say, when I was playing the original Cuphead, I feel like, like, you know, even even solo, like, like going through the stages anyway, you had the exact same amount of enemies that you had to uh, take out. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed like there was more. Well, either. So either I was taking out the same amount of enemies but um, I could just see them more. Plus I was I was playing your character with that little homing gun yeah. and so I was just, I, just basically avoiding damage and just kept the trigger down. And I mean I was progressing like no problem. Yeah. Yeah. No and you almost beat that, that stage as well just by I yourself. Did. You got super close. I also That's think right. it's worthy of note to be reminded about how creative these bosses are That's in the true. world of Cuphead. Because in the first game of Cuphead, there were so I mean, like, like you have to remember, they had like a nice number of bosses throughout the Cuphead game. Like, they did. I mean, and every single one of them was completely different in terms of how they looked, how they behaved, what types of phases they went through. And each and every one of them they really got more and more epic as you went along. And it's no different in, in this DLC where like in the, the version that we were playing with one of the boss fights, um, you know, it starts out with this spider who looks almost like kind of like a bouncer or something on a club. And you have a lot of, like I said, a lot of the little um, other things that are going on the screen. And then you eventually take him out. And then there's like some kind of like little ant, like a female ant, character that's like this like singer singer dancers yeah. kind of thing entertainer you, you gotta try and, and na navigate through that and then when she's done then all of a sudden you just you're not even <laughs> like <laughs> anticipating it at all and the, like this huge anteater comes out of nowhere which is funny because like all these enemies and, and characters you have you've been seeing with the exception of the spider I and mean, they're pretty much ants yeah, ants or, or bugs, bugs insects yeah. basically yeah. And uh, this, this just, I mean, I, I think <laughs> like, I jumped. Like, what is that? Like, it just like <laughs> comes up out of nowhere. I mean, you, I mean, the regular game, you just have like an enemy come out of like just like the curtain or something sure. or out of like the, the side of the screen. Like, nothing is here. And then, like, eh, here he is. Yeah. Uh, this guy like ripped open the floor <laughs> yeah. and like popped up. We're like, oh my gosh, like, are we going to get hurt right now just from him appearing? Yeah. Um, his head was yeah. huge. I mean, his, the whole character was huge. Yeah. And, and, but I mean, that again is also part of the magic, I feel, of Cuphead, where especially when it comes to the DLC, they are able to take things to 11 because they know that their formula from the original game has been very successful. People love it. And so, the, you know, the desire to want to up the ante and be like, okay, how can we make this even more crazy, epic and cool and, and you know, really surprise the gamers and stuff. And so far they've really done that. And um, I just think it's so, it's such a unique game when you think of, of the entire catalog of games that exist out there. It doesn't matter if, it, if it's the, the art direction or the music or the, the style of play or the fact that like they didn't just make like a platformer game like they they kind of put a little bit of that in there. But mostly like the way the game is designed is like you fight boss after boss after boss after boss right away. Like Elden Ring. Kind of like Elden Ring. It's exactly. It's almost as if the cups, <laughs> the cup characters are the flasks from Elden Ring. You've got a red one and a blue one. Health and FP. Wow. Whoa, man. Mine. Ah, uh, that was actually a pretty cool little comparison there, if I do say so myself, David. 
about what I was going to go after that one. Oh my goodness, I talk about say. Talk about epiphany. Oh, I know what I was going to say. What were you going to say, Steve? So the second part that we were at, we had like these little, they almost look like salt shakers or something, but yes. they weren't salt shakers. I don't know what they were, but um, <laughs> it wasn't like we had to damage the boss like we had it the other time. It was more like we had to parry off them and a certain amount of time passed and then we just won. But that was getting so chaotic because they would run off screen and then jump back up at the top of the screen <laughs> and then fall back down. We had to avoid like them falling the on us. The headless salt shakers. Yeah, and then like they would sprint toward. I mean, anyway, that was just crazy. But somehow it all worked towards the end, and we were just jumping and avoiding and dashing and double jumping. And it's another gr great example <laughs> of once you find the harmony within that particular boss fight, yeah. then suddenly it just works. And especially when you have two players playing, because again. There's a lot of distraction that's going on, as you know, when you have two players playing. And that, I mean, that also goes into, like, the timing of the jumps. Because, like, I'll see you jump, which makes me want to jump. But I know I can't jump yet because that enemy that Steve was just dodging hasn't gotten to me yet. Right. But there are times where I'll miscalculate my jump and then I get injured. Yeah. Or I die. So it really depends. But, again, I, I think that's... There, there just reaches a point where, you, where all of a sudden you're just in the flow and it works. But it, I think there's also like this discovery that's there where you're like, okay, well, I'm going to get hurt. Like, what's that? Yeah. Is it going to hurt me or not going to yeah, hurt yeah. me? Like there's some stuff that won't hurt you and there's stuff, stuff most of It's like trial you. and error. Yeah, trial and error. And it's like, and, but also they, they give you just enough to like all the tools that you need and nothing more. Yeah. And so you can definitely beat the game with what they, it's not impossible. Yeah. Um, but you just have to find the gaps like okay that's where he's weak or this is the timing or this is what you do in that spot because i mean even with that first boss i'm like there's no way we can pass him there's no way we're like that that turning whatever those sound waves or whatever there was with as soon as they turned pink like there's no right. way we can avoid that yeah yeah and then all of a sudden it's like yeah you just run underneath it and you jump there and then they turn back and then that's it but well, and, and if you recall, even before that, we were thinking, oh, maybe we could like do the whole like jump on it thing because it kind of looked pink, yeah. but actually it wasn't. It was more of a red color. What do you do? But again, it, it's it's the whole process of elimination, right? Like you're trying to figure out, okay, how do we get past this part? And The game would suck if they didn't let you continuously continue. Yes. I mean, if you were done, like, oh, I have to start all over again. Yeah, the whole like you only get three continues and then it's game over. Game over. And like, that oh. would that would kill the experience. Yeah. But again, and it, well, just like Elden Ring, you have an infinite amount of attempts, and you don't lose Man. your progress. I'm telling you, there's a fantastic correlation between these two games. More than meets the eye, Steve. <laughs> I do think it's also worth noting that this is the kind of game that really encourages the whole like get with your buddies on the couch and yeah. play. You know, like in this day and age, there's just not a whole lot of that going on. And I mean, I too really love the online play. Put on a headset, you're playing games with your friends online, that sort of thing. But there is a certain quality that that you miss by not being in person and playing game. And I feel like this is one of those games that really, you know, just brings that old school kind of ex like gaming experience back. And I, I dig it. Well, partly that's because you have to share the same screen. There's no split screen. Right. So there's that, Russ. And then there's, if you're, a, if you are a part, all you're going to hear is like, yeah, that was a great job. Really good. Cool. Yeah, I got my mouthpiece here. Yep. You know, but there's no like high five and you know, there's nothing, there's no celebration or nothing yeah. like that. There's no socialization. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, on the couch, a couple of chairs, on the floor. Yeah. It's good times. It is. It is very good times. Indeed. Very much so. Yeah, I'm really happy to have that. I, I look forward to having you more at the house so we can continue to make yeah. our way through it and uh, see what all the DLC has to offer. But I'm so glad they made it. Um, I don't really know if they're going to make any more DLC expansions. I hope so. But if, if they don't, my hope is, is that they will continue to either like make Cuphead 2 or make 
other types of games within this similar type of art style and genre and that sort of thing, because I really feel like they've, they've hit on something special. I ended up actually purchasing the art of cuphead book. No, it's so cool because in there you can see all the storyboards, different types of animation frames like that are early on as they were developing like the overall look of the game and the style and, different types of interviews. I mean, it has all kinds of stuff in there that I just, I for one really admire and appreciate just because of the uniqueness of, of what they decided to do. So we'll just have to wait and see. We'll have to see what happens with everything. But I, but I think it goes without saying that we both wish them the best of luck because we're fans. We're big fans. You know what I wish they would do? What's that, Steve? It's kind of an odd request, but you are an odd request. Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what I would I would say is if there was a way that you could just let the game, like maybe after you beat it, just go on autoplay. And so like you just watch the game play itself through the levels. Because at some point, I mean, I love the artwork and I love the music and I and I love watching it too. Sure, yeah. And so all that just kind of fits together. And um, it'd just be nice to... Just kind of, I don't know, have it just play. I don't recall if if you just let the game, like if you don't press start at the beginning and you just let it do its thing, there's a chance that it might do kind of the old school thing where like it shows like a, you know, 20 to 30 second clip of a level or a boss or something like that. Seconds. What? More time. Well, I'm that. guessing. I can't remember oh, okay, exactly. Okay. We'll have to double check that. 34 seconds. Indeed, Steve. Indeed. Do you have any final thoughts, Steve? No, Russ. Uh, I love playing the game. Mm. Glad it's back. Glad it's in the palm of my hand again. Hot. Sweaty. Yeah, frustrating. Greasy hand. And happy. Mm. Good stuff. Great game. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a great game. I'm really thankful that it has come out, especially in a year like talk about timing, yeah. where this year um, the pickings are kind of slim, pretty slim, and so as a result, you know, it is interesting to think about how you know we have Elden Ring, we have TMNT Shredder's Revenge, and we have the Cuphead DLC, all of which are awesome. Like they're just great quality. So, you know, as it goes on and we're going to get the Forza DLC, going to get the Forza horizon five hot wheels DLC. That's coming out, uh, July 17th. So, yeah, I mean like there, despite the fact that certain games have been pushed to 2023, Mm. we've still got plenty to be able to enjoy that sort of thing. And I, I just think it's great because it just gives more, of a spotlight on these expansion packs that otherwise may have, uh, you know, fallen between the cracks, whatever. Mm-hmm. That wraps up this episode of Joygasm. We thank you for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm, where you can enjoy exclusive perks and early access to the show. Not to mention it continues financially helping us do said program. Also, why don't you snap at that subscribe button and maybe, uh, I don't know, jump at the notification bell when it's pink. And that way you will not miss a single solitary episode of Joygasm. It drops once a week, every week. And while you're at it, you can do a search for at Joygasm TV on your favorite social media platform of choice. We're on just about all of them. And while you're at it, do a search for at Joygasm TV on Twitch. To see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. Make sure you don't blow off any of your fingers this weekend. Enjoy time with your friends and family. And we'll see you next time.